Did you know God calls us? Calls us into being, calls us into discipleship, calls us into community. God calls us. God calls me and God calls each of you, each of us. Sometimes that call comes without utterance. It's an intuitive knowing and something bigger than ourselves is backing us towards something, pulling us in ways that most of the time we can't even explain. Sometimes we're so stubborn, or some of us anyway, that the beckon has to be loud and strong and convicting, sometimes even awe-invoking. God calls us, beckons us into relationships, sometimes just to be with us, so we can experience that tangible power of the Spirit. Sometimes God comes to us, and it's just silent peace when we need comfort. And sometimes God isn't calling us to do something or be something. Sometimes the holy calls us to stop, to be still, to be bathed in God's goodness and love. Lots of times God calls us, and we just ignore it. We put our internal dial tone on silent, miss those God whispers and often God shouts, and we move on with our little life. Doesn't God know we don't have time to talk and we sure don't have time to be called? Heck, some days I'm so busy, all I want to do is take a moment to relax. But God calls to us always. Truths. I am the world's best at tuning people out. Ask my husband. I am around people all day long at UK and on conference calls half my days. And the rest of the time I'm pulled by folks needing stuff. When I get home in the afternoons, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to engage in anything. I don't feel like talking. I don't want to tell you about my day. I don't feel like watching TV or a movie because it's been a stressful day. And by the time I get home, I have squashed it all down and I've pushed it away. But you know, my husband is different. When I get home, he is ready to talk. Some days I ignore those questions. How was your day? I don't want to talk about it and I'll walk away from his engagement. So he'll try to humor me. Some days he gets a little upset. He'll tell me I'm ignoring him. Truth is, I'm on auto-vegetative time where I can clear my mind. My husband is persistence. Sometimes he'll just keep on talking whether I'm listening or not, and sometimes he dances around and tries to be silly enough to pull me away from myself. Sometimes he dances in the kitchen when he's cooking, and I just sit and watch. If I'm honest, some days he gets a little pouty too, but not often. The truth is, uh, as I am a non-recovering introvert, by the time I get home, all my energy has been drained, and I'm plugging into my recharge mode, and I don't have time or energy 
to engage in anything. It's just my makeup. It's who I am. Some days Mike understands, and he'll sit by me and be quiet for a minute and just hold my hand. It's just what I do. I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't love him, because I do. I'm just tired of talking. I'm tired of being. I'm tired of relating. Sometimes he'll even stop and say, what did I just say? And I really have no idea. That's true confessions, honey. But I can replay those last few words in my mind, and so I'll say that. I hate talking on the phone. And I'll go to any measure to not talk on the phone. I like to see body language. And I like to feel people's energy. So I keep my phone on silent most of the time. I'll check it occasionally, but I had much rather text or sit person to person. Some days I ignore my phone. Some days that is. Some days. Truth be told, that's often how my conversations with God go. God pulls and I ignore. God calls and I say, I'm busy. I don't feel like talking to you today. I stay busy sometimes so I don't have to engage with God. But our true church is this. God is calling each one of us to be, to love, to be an activist, to make a difference in the world. God calls us, all of us, in all kinds of ways. You know, sometimes God isn't asking a whole lot of us. Sometimes it's an invitation to sit down. And here's what I say to God. I ain't got no time for that either, God. I ain't got no time. God still comes. John Cobb, one of the pioneers of process theology, and if you've never heard of it, look it up, who built on the philosophy of Albert North Whitehead, looks at the mysterious fact that the universe, in all its randomness, possesses a high degree of order. In his theory, he states, God is the order in the process of creation. I really like that line. God is the order in the process of creation. He states the world never reaches completion, and neither does God, because the world and humanity and God are always in the process of creating. Sounds a little bit like our UCC logo, doesn't it? In that process of a creation, there is God who lures us to make creative life-enhancing choices. God calls us toward goodness to help each of us reach our possibility and our potential. Now, I'll stop there with the process theology, but if any of you ever want to talk metaphysics or process theology, I'm always open to a cup of coffee and a good dialogue. But I say all of that to reach this point right here. How can God potential be reached? How can God potential be reached if we won't allow the relational nature of God to pull us to the next best thing? God, I can't hear your whispers. God, be quiet, I'm busy. And as I say that, I think this. Every time I ignore the beckon, the pull, the whisper, 
Am I stopping the potential of the world? Am I stopping the potential of God? Am I stopping the potential of myself to stagnate? Am I? Oh. Are we? That's a heavy question for a Sunday, isn't it? Especially a Sunday where we had a baptism. But friend, God is calling. God is calling you. God calls me. And God is waiting for an answer. Your answer. My answer. Our potential is at stake. And so is the potential of the world. So is the potential of the world. Throughout our stories of faith, God comes to folks in all kinds of ways and simply says to them, follow me. Follow me. The story of Moses is one of my favorite call stories. Tending the sheep out in the desert and a big old burning bush appears. You ever wonder how many metaphorical bushes that we miss every day? How many times are we standing on the holy ground and God is pulling us forward to that holiness and goodness and awe? And we just sit there. We just walk on right by that burning bush. You see, God used a shepherd who told God he couldn't speak to free a, a group of enslaved people and proclaim in God's name, let my people go. Let my people go. I wonder if one of us has the potential to proclaim that wonder again as our black and brown brothers and sisters to continue to suffer implicit and explicit enslavement and even murder in their own homes simply because of the color of their skins. Is God calling us? God has called a lot of folks to do all kinds of things. Samuel was sleeping and in the stillness, God came. You see, that's when I often hear God best, when I'm sleeping. And in the stillness, I'll wake up and God will come. And that's when I can best really hear. That's when God and I usually do our sermon writing. The widow woman was called to share her last oil and flour. The woman at the well went in the heat of the day because she was scorned. And Jesus called her to be one of the first missionaries. Saul, who later became Paul, heard the call on the road to kill Christians and was blinded by God's love and his heart was changed. The disciples were called to follow and they became bearers of the mystery of God. Now, that call doesn't stop there with those people in the stories of our faith. There are many modern days heroes and sheroes who changed the world by their responses to God's call. Well-known folks like Martha, Martin Luther King Jr. who paved the way to be a justice maker, a peace seeker. And while his calling was tough, really tough, he said yes. Yes, I'm going to follow you. Mother Teresa lived in poverty and shared her love and tried to heal those in the poorest spots of the world. And I bet there may have been a few times where she wished she had the comforts of life, 
But still she said, yes, I'll follow. Maya Angelou lived into her potential by word sharing and writing as she freed herself like a bird that was caged. And in her call to write, she helped all of us free, free by the words of her stories of liberation. But you see, I don't think God just calls those kind of folks. God, who is relational, calls us ordinary folks as well. Now, I'm not talking about getting a phone call, but there's an intuitive voice inside of us, a knowing that comes in our gut when we're standing there and God is present. And sometimes it's that whisper in our ear, say hello to that person. That person needs a smile. Sometimes it's that scream in our ear that says, get up and do something. God called Kenny Bishop, Kenny Bishop, to sing and preach and write and do video productions here at BUCC. God called Marsha Moore Charles to start a church built on God, love, and inclusion and write songs and sing and preach. God called Brittany G to make music and worship with the sounds of her notes. And God called Cynthia to be our church photographer. God probably called me to ministry from the day of my conception. However, I heard an almost face-slapping audible voice one day walking in the church my dad pastored, Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. I was walking around the sanctuary, nobody was there, and I heard it. Pam, Pam, preach. That was unfathomable then. And I'm kind of a slow learner, so at 36 years old, I answered that call. I'm just glad God was persistent. God calls us to feed the hungry. So God called a big-haired drag queen, drag queen to develop a church drag show to feed those kids. 70,000 backpacks later, and a few kids with full bellies. God called Caitlin and Hunter and the Coons family into relationship with us here at BUCC to allow us to love and nurture those children and to become their family. God calls us to be peacemakers, to proclaim to the world who we are and to create a home for people to find love. God calls us to greet the lonely, to engage the weird and the strange and the rejected. How long have you ignored God's calls? How strong does that urging have to get for us to answer, yes, hello God? Yeah, what you got for me? All right, all right, send me. I know I've ignored you, but what have you got for me? You see, brothers and sisters, there is life to be shared, love, that needs to be given. The gospel needs to be proclaimed, songs need to be sung, food needs to be baked and cooked to feed the hungry. There are racial walls that have to be broken down. There are homelessness and addicted folks everywhere we look. They need a home built. And they need somebody to step out and build some recovery centers. I wonder 
what we could live into if we believed in the creative potential of God. If we really believed in the creative potential of God, how do you think this little church would change? What would happen if every one of us, in the middle of this world so full of chaos, simply said, hello God, good morning. Yeah, what you got for me today, yeah? Yeah, help me become. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but help me. Yeah, I got a little time for you. God calls us to love radically, urgently, unselfishly, to love ourselves and others and work toward the kingdom of God. God is calling and God is waiting. Our biggest question is, are we gonna answer? Thanks for listening to the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. During the pandemic, we meet online on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, and on our website. You can find out more at bluegrasschurch.org.